You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sobriety with me. It's the, the lady that you see. Well, you don't see me, but you hear me. You know, do you hear me, but do you feel me? Hmm? I pose a question to you. Do you feel me? Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I don't know. What was that? I was, that, was, that was Austin Butler taking over my body. Let me, let me tell you something. I don't hear the Elvis in my voice, but I, I am feeling you. Are you feeling me? Let me tell you something, dear sweet listener. I, I'm kind of becoming like a party girl. <laughs> I am becoming a sober party girl. And now when I say sober party girl, I mean I'm actually leaving my house. And that's it. That's, that's, that to me, that is becoming a party girl. I'm going out. I'm meeting people. And that's it. <laughs> that, that To me, that constitutes a party. You know, I've talked before. One of the things people ask me about all the time is like, how do you socialize sober? How do you go out sober? All of these things. And I'll be honest, like I really didn't have much advice in the beginning of my own sobriety journey because I got sober in September 2019. And I just, like I've said so many times on this podcast, I fully leaned into my homebody nature. Besides work, I really spent my time just reestablishing a sense of safety and peace in my home because for so long my home had also been a place of destruction because I drank alone half the time, more than half the time, probably 75% of the time I was drinking alone in my room. So it was it was like I had to re reassign like what like my home space meant to me and what being alone in my room looked like and so I you know I picked up a bunch of little artsy projects I would buy small canvases and I would paint really poorly I'll add but I would paint weird little abstract paintings and I got an iPad I started doodling making little cartoons and illustrating poems that I wrote I really got into bullet journaling for some reason I was trying to distract myself, but I wasn't doing it through socializing, you know, and as an introvert, I derive energy from my alone time. So it was easier for me to focus on sobriety at home without involving other people and events and being away from sort of this like cocoon safety zone that I was creating. And, you know, I mean, like, listen, don't get it twisted. I love being the center of attention. I mean, I started a podcast to talk about my own life. Your girl was a baby YouTuber back in 2005. I want to be seen by people. I like to perform. You know, when I am comfy around other people, I am a dancing monkey. I absolutely gain energy from making people laugh and being silly and having eyes on me. But like many performers, it's like you get off the stage, right? The metaphorical stage even. And then you need to be by yourself for the come down. Because the buzz that I get is finite, you know, and then I need to be secluded and I need no one else around when I'm slowly charging back up. So, you know, yeah, for me, just going to work was enough socialization in my early sober days. And then not too long into sobriety, we had a global pandemic and I didn't even have to think about going out because it was literally not an option. Doing things sober for the first time in recovery is like, like most new things, it's it's kind of scary. It feels 
for the most part, like we as just human beings are conditioned to be nervous about anything that's new. And I think that that is like biological, right? That that's a almost like a survival tactic. You know, a lot of our anxiety is in many ways, like born out of a tool for our preservation, for our survival and our world, even us as humans, we just have evolved so much. And in a relatively short period of time, it's like, what's the fucking biological need for me to be sitting in my Toyota Corolla for an extra 15 minutes when I park at the grocery store because all of a sudden I'm anxious and I need a minute to sit there and calm my nerves before going into goddamn Whole Foods. My caveman ancestor is like, the fuck, bitch? I am running from a wild animal that's going to kill me and you're worried you're going to run into someone you know in the produce section? Get out of your fucking car. Also, what's a car? I'd say only now... At three years plus sober, I have built enough confidence in myself and spent enough time examining and redefining what fun means and even like what flirting means and being liked by others and liking myself and just really being at a place where the thought of alcohol is so far removed from my brain that it's not an impulse anymore, it's not a crutch, it's not something that really pops up if I'm out with friends, even if we are literally in a bar, you know, like, like people are ordering drinks and it's still, it just, it's not a thing that I think about anymore. But I'm also not naive enough to think that that means that I can totally check out and that there won't be a day when something happens, when something bad happens, you know, and I am upset and I feel triggered and I need to take stock of myself and where I'm at and reach into my toolkit and remind myself that no, I am not someone who can have one drink. And no, that one drink is never going to be worth it for me personally. I also know that I'm really lucky that I've truly only had support from friends and the new people that I've met since getting sober and I haven't been really put in a position where I've been pressured at least since my September 2019 sobriety date. And even if I had been, It would be so ridiculous to me that it would be like telling someone, you know, who has a deathly peanut allergy and, you know, they're like, just eat one. Like, it's so ridiculous to me. Like, that's how I frame it at this point that I would just fucking laugh it off and be like, okay, you weirdo. Thanks for telling me you want me to die. And I don't know. So, I mean, one of the goals for this year for me and just my life going forward has been to nourish my friendships and to stop the constant narrative that I feed into of having social anxiety. Yes, I do have an anxiety disorder. Yes, I am often anxious before new things. I'm always going to get a fucking stomachache before a first date and feel like I'm going to pass out. But my social anxiety doesn't carry me through once I'm there and I'm in it. I like people. I like interacting with people. I like myself. I am never going to be a thrill seeker or an adventurer, but what I can do is keep opening myself up to opportunities to meet people, to laugh, to talk, to connect, even when I'm all anxious about it beforehand and I'm in my head and, you know, I'm like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. But you know what? Like, I push myself and you know what never, ever, ever gets in the way when I'm actually out there in it being social? Me being sober. And you know what? No one even notices, quite frankly. They don't even notice that I'm sober. It's so silly in retrospect, some of the early fears that I had about living a sober life. Like, oh, what am I going to be able to order at a bar? Is the bartender going to think I'm annoying for not ordering an alcoholic drink? Is the person who asks to buy me a drink going to be like, what? Why? When I ask for a Coke or a ginger beer or a seltzer? No, they do not care. 
Nobody cares but you. And if they care, I would, uh, let's be honest, they, they probably have a drinking problem too. I also think we give being relaxed too much credit or the need to loosen up, right? Like that's so much of what I relied on alcohol for. Liquid courage, drinks before the date, drinks during the date, drinks at the party. Oh, it's making me relax. And if I'm relaxed, I can be more myself and I can connect better and everyone's gonna like the real me that alcohol allows me to become. Bullshit. Drunk me was loud and slurring. That wasn't like relaxed me. There is no such thing as a relaxed me. I am not a relaxed person. And that's fine. Don't try to make yourself a thing you are not. I'm not athletic either. But I don't drink hoping that I'm suddenly going to be able to impress people with a game of basketball, you know? It's like I've never been a relaxed person. But I'm smart and I'm funny. And my ex-boyfriend used to say the fact that I was extremely not chill actually made me charming. So, which, um, thank you, I think, but... You know, you get what I'm saying. (laughs) And I've just, I don't know, I've been really enjoying spending time with my friends lately. Meeting new people, walking through moments of discomfort, sober even. Oh, like, oh my God. So my friend and I were at a bar after a show and this dude started asking her about her tattoos. And based on the size of his pupils, I'm guessing that he was probably on something. But anyway, he starts talking about, you know, being from Florida. I'm sorry to my Florida listeners, but you know. My alarm bell started to go off. And then he starts talking about his Southern values. Uh Uh-oh. And then I just kind of keep asking him specifics, trying to basically get him to fully out himself as like some homophobic racist loser, which he, he basically literally did. And then both my friend and I were like, okay, freak, see ya. But honestly, it was a moment that I felt happy to be sober because I could completely clock this weirdo, troll him for a minute, and then be like, okay, goodbye, goodbye, weakest link. Drunk me would have either gotten aggressive or maybe not have even fully comprehended what he was saying and then just like let him keep talking to me because I would go full people pleaser mode, you know? And I know, I know that it's easier said than done to be like, embrace being nervous, practice self-confidence. But you know, when it comes to socializing and being in new environments and going places where everyone else is drinking, it does come with practice, you know? It comes with establishing boundaries for yourself, learning what those boundaries are, um, and trusting the people that you're around. Now, you, you, you're not going to trust every single person if you're just going out into the world. I can't control what every person is going to think of me or how I'm going to react to every situation I'm in, but I can surround myself with at least one or two people who I trust and they trust me. But, you know, it is. It's practice. And I also don't know if this is coming with age, but the older I get, the less I really care. But you know, in like a good way. Like I care about the important shit. I care about how I make the people I love feel. I care about having a good time that's sustainable. Um, because I think you can have a, you can, you know, try to have a good time in a way that um, like kind of wipes you out. And, and I think figuring out how to like enjoy things in a sustainable way can, is, is a really helpful thing in sobriety. And honestly, I mean, that's really what sobriety has allowed me to do. And, you know, it's like I don't care about faceless hypothetical people and what they might think about me if they discover that I don't drink and then discover it's because I was abusing alcohol previously. Oh, well, (laughs) you know, like my 20s were for being nervous and trying to drown out that nervousness by any means necessary. My 30s, I'm still nervous about the world ending, 
But now I just listen to podcasts and I distract myself for an hour or two and then I keep on, keep it on, baby. (laughs) I don't know if this is helpful at all, but I was someone who spent so much time in my life being like, I'm just nervous and I'm just nervous to be social and I just want to be liked and I want to, you know, I want to be accepted and all of these things. And then, you know, then drinking became an easy out to try to soothe the, all those fears even though it just made everything worse it made everything so much worse in the long run and it did the opposite really of what I wanted maybe in the short term you know in the moments I was like oh my god yeah I had so much fun I was, I was so relaxed but then I would ruin friendships and do embarrassing things and have no memory of what I even did and just make my anxiety 10 times worse and the fact that now I'm you know, sober. I'm pushing myself. I'm having fun. I'm liking who I am. I'm liking trying new things. Like I just, I want you to know that like fun, having fun with people and socializing. And even if we want to just get like really stereotypical of like going out to the bar with your friends, like it isn't over because you're in recovery. Like so long as that's an area that isn't like triggering or, you know, it's going to set you off on a bad track, like fun itself, you're going to have so much fun in, in your recovery, in your sober life, because like, you're also, you're also learning to like let go of pain and we all carry pain with us. Pain is inevitable but the older I get and the more I can let go of pain that isn't like vital to me because there's some pain that's vital to me. The pain of losing my dad is vital. I'm never going to lose that pain. That pain is part of me. But as I let go of pain that I don't need in order to survive and pain that like I've outgrown and, and you know, we grow and sometimes we replace pain with healing and you know whatever anyway I'm getting a little too serious I'm just trying to say that if you're worried that your life is going to change in a way that is going to be devoid of fun and you're never going to be able to do things that you used to like it's like short of drinking okay so that's the thing you can't do or you know maybe or maybe you were a drug user of some kind like whatever the thing is so let's say it's the substance whatever the substance is that you are removing and that you are in recovery from that you are sober from okay so you're not doing that thing anymore but the feelings that maybe you even associate laughing having fun escapism feeling hopeful whatever the good things that you might be associating with that substance those things exist and actually exist in a much more real concrete way without like terrible consequences, those things exist in your recovering and recovered world. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of something silly to wrap this up with, but I, 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 I don't got nothing. I don't got nothing. Um, yeah, I'm just, um, I'm trying to appreciate life as as much as that's a, the most like just ridiculous platitude of like I'm a gratitude and a happiness, I'm trying to just practice happy and happy, um, and I'm not. I I tend to steer away from the word happy, but I'm trying to just 
yeah, enjoy life as it comes when I can. So with that, I love you all so, so, so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.